welcome to True Crime Japan, the podcast where we talk about the dark crimes, mysteries, and all this creepy stuff from the land of the rising sun. I'm Gigi. And I'm Dino. And we're back! Yay! <laughs> Sorry, guys. We've been away for a while. It's been a while. I yeah. know. We haven't recorded in a while. <laughs> I couldn't remember the intro for, <laughs> for, for a second. I had to, to remember what we usually say, and then I realized we... Actually, you don't have a script for the we intro. We always improvise it, so... Version. <laughs> Here <Yeah>. we go. <laughs> it's all improv. It's all oh, improv. Yeah. We all improv. So, but yeah, we're back. We're happy to be back recording. Thank you for hanging up. Hang, not hanging up. Hanging in there with us. <laughs> they didn't hang up. They They're still here. Up. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Duh. Thank you for being on hold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Stop with the silliness. So, what are we going to be talking about today? Okay, so today's episode is the case of Miyako Hiroka, uh, who is a young co-ed student uh, who disappeared in, back in 2009. Uh, she was a freshman, first-year student at the University of Shimane in Shimane Prefecture. So, she... W- was last seen leaving her part-time job at an ice cream parlor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was never seen or heard from again. It's pretty common, actually, in Japan for university students to have part-time jobs. Oh, outside okay. of so you were going to say banish. <laughs> to go missing. <laughs> that, that's uh, no, not, that's, that's not, not common. <laughs> no, that's not true. Uh, scratch that. Yeah. No, uh, to have part-time jobs, um, they call them arbaito. Or yeah. just baito, uh, which is a borrowed word. It's a loan word from another language, which uh, in Japanese they do quite a lot. Yeah. So if you've never heard the word arbeit or arbaito in another language, well, it's German. And it sort of translates, maybe not so much as a part-time job, but it's like moonlighting. Oh, okay. Uh, as I understand it. It's so weird that they pick up a, a German word. Right. I'm not sure how that why happened. they went with that instead of like part-time work or temp work yeah. but um so be it but they also say part-time well they say part-time but i feel like that's more for like people that are already like finished with school right and they just do several different jobs right at the same time yeah. instead of having a full-time job right vital yeah. is more for like students yeah so you i guess you're in the moonlighting sense you're like a full-time student yeah. and this and is like side extra a side i gig. had a vital did you have a vital i had like multiple vitals yeah i think i <laughs> I only had one. <laughs> uh, and, um, oh, okay. So back to Miyako. Oh, wait. I have a couple oh. of questions. What is co-ed? Oh, co-ed. Um, like, I have no idea. Basically like a university student. Just... So like co-ed, I guess it comes from like co-education. So men and women going to the same school versus uh-huh. like schools that are women only or uh, okay, men only. Okay, okay, okay. But nowadays, almost all universities yeah. are co-ed. Although so. it's really funny in Japan because there's still a lot of universities that are like something something female university. Yeah, but men. But men also go, go. there. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think it, it at at one point there were female only schools, yeah. uh, and now they're not. But they just kept the name. Right, but it's, it's still like probably largely. Probably it's still women, largely female. Female. Right. Okay. Are there any like men's only universities any, I, anywhere? My guess is that before, the universities that didn't have the word female in them were only for uh, males. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's well, probably what I like think. traditionally military yeah. schools, but now everyone. Now everyone can go. Okay. Okay. I digress. We yeah. digress. Sorry. We were talking about her. She... Yes. Miyoko. 
Um, so she was last seen uh, walking back to her university dormitory, which was about 2.6 kilometers away from work, mm-hmm. uh, where she was working. Uh, so that's roughly 1.6 miles. Not that far. Not that far. That's doable. I'm a walker. I would. That doesn't sound far to me. Everyone in Japan is a walker. That. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> that's true. Sounds yes. Close, yeah. yeah. So she was last seen leaving her work to go to walk home. A male resident of the local area. Uh, he reported to police that he had seen a car kind of speed down the narrow road where um, Miyoko uh, Hiroka had been using to walk home. Mm-hmm. So like down her route. Um, once or twice a week for the past couple months at around like 9.30 p.m., which is, you know, roughly the time she would get off work. Okay. Um, to me, that's sort of like a weird thing to notice that like every, like every week at a couple of nights a week, like at the same time, roughly you see a car like speeding down. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Um, I used to live in a neighborhood where... It was all like houses. There was no businesses, and it was uh-huh. all houses, and very narrow roads. And a lot of people would speed on those That's roads, mean. which always infuriated me because it was like so dangerous. Right. Because they're very narrow roads. Actually, once I did so an accident. Different story, but I feel like it's common. At least in Japan, I feel like people do speed on tiny roads. Like, not crazy speed, yeah. but also not a safe speed for such a small road. Is it because it's small? They think, like, oh, no one ever takes this road. Yeah, it's because can... they're, like, only houses. People are expect them to be usually empty. So yeah, they're just the like, roads, oh, I'm just going to yeah. go fast. Big mistake. Yeah. Anyway, that struck me as, like, kind of an unusual thing to sort of notice that, like, oh, once you know multiple times a week i see the same car speeding at the same time i don't think i would notice uh yeah i don't think i would notice also reported that he hadn't seen the car since hiroka's disappearance so it had been (gasps) happening regularly and then it stopped stopped. yeah you know i I guess i'll put in my i kind of like boilerplate statement here that about the reliability of witness statements that people tend to not necessarily exaggerate but not remember things accurately um, in hindsight Mm -hmm. but that's just par for the course um so just to give a little bit more context about miyako and she had told her parents several days before she went missing that she was going to change part-time jobs um because the walk home like she specifically said it was getting she felt scared or she didn't feel safe Okay, so it wasn't the distance, it was more like the walk itself was kind of creepy. Which, uh, there weren't any more details other than that, but to me that strongly implies like there had been some incident or something. Yeah, I Um, think so. I think probably something happened and she maybe just didn't say because, as I said several times before, Japan is really safe. Like, I feel okay walking in the middle of the night by myself. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I feel like if something happen or if someone had approached me a few times out of nowhere i would be like yeah this is not okay (laughs) i'm gonna take a different route right yeah switch things up so apparently she was thinking of like quitting this job in fact actually she'd already found a new job close to the train station apparently which i I think that means that was close to where she lived or close to her only she could take the train instead of or something Mm -hmm. yeah at least just a safer you know around the station would be like more well lit and you know a safer way to get back and forth but 
less than two weeks after her disappearance, a mushroom collector discovered the severed head of a local of a young woman in the um, nearby mountain what? areas. Yeah, and I feel like these cases where a body is found, it's almost like all too often found by a mushroom collector. Really? Yeah, I feel like I've seen multiple cases where someone was collecting mushrooms, and uh, I just wondered like how. I wonder. Okay, <laughs> is this is this a job that people are doing, or it's just like a hobby? Being like, I'm just gonna go and collect some wild mushrooms for dinner. Yeah, I or I don't know that it's like for their own consumption. Like, consumption, but uh-huh. maybe not like full like. They get paid a salary, but like maybe they go out and find some mushrooms and like sell them somewhere okay. else as like a side gig or something. Mm. This is the Baito episode where we talk about <laughs> a bunch random of different Baitos. Okay, so he was collecting um, mushrooms and he found yeah. a head. He found a head. Yes. Um, police began to search the area, and actually, it was like quite a massive search effort um, or police effort so they were sending out around 200 officers Mm -hmm. per day eventually they did find uh you know her torso and left ankle and a thigh bone along with some shoes and a plastic bag these were all in separate locations meaning the body had been dismembered and i think you know dumped in multiple places um, and it said that it looked like possibly this had been thrown into like the undergrowth, like from a vehicle. So someone's oh. just driving by and, and just like throwing pieces throwing out of that's bags. So it it sounds like they were in like separate bags, and they would just throw out a bag here and go further on. Apparently, um, he didn't go far enough because they still find quite a yeah. bit of her. Okay. Well, it did take like quite a lot of officers several days to find them so i mean i think it was along the same road but but again i think okay i think it's kind of silly if you really want to make all the effort to dismember uh, a body and then throw it in separate bags mm-hmm. you at least pick different roads right yeah like how if far you really want to make it really, go yeah. yeah yeah i guess it you, you have <laughs> putting myself in that mindset you'd have to like weigh the risk of like getting caught driving around with body parts versus, like, scattering them very yeah. far. FYI, I'm not a sociopath. I just... <laughs> yeah, don't cast me in this role. Yeah, I'm sorry, I just, I just thought it was... <laughs> like, I'm, nev- I'm not going to do it, but I will do it differently. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> how would you do it? Nah, I don't want... To... Let's go on, let's go on. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give away your... No, no. Your secrets. Yes, so a test of the thigh bone and the torso matched the DNA of Miyako Hiroka. The cause of death appeared to have been actually strangulation. And uh, police revealed that there were signs the body had been burnt in several places. And that the head showed signs of uh, assault before her death. Also, like, blood trauma? Yeah, it says, you know, further, the autopsy showed that her head had been repeatedly struck, you know, very hard with a um, sharp tool, uh, severed with a sharp tool. So it sounds like, as you're saying, blunt force trauma Mm. to the head. And then the remains showed, like, signs of mutilation beyond just, like, the dismemberment. So part of it is, like, you know, separating it up Mm -hmm. to distribute or to dispose of but then part of it sounds like something else um maybe more like superficial cuts no well 
Yeah, I mean, it, it goes on. It says, like, actually both of the breasts had been removed from the torso. Oh. Um, and then, like, flesh from the thigh bone um, had been removed. Oh, um, did, they, did they see if this was post-mortem? Because... It doesn't it sounds, say. I do wish yeah. it was plus yeah. because poor girl. This it sounds yeah. awful. I mean, it sounds like probably these would be like trophies, or that's like some part of the mo that's mm-hmm. not related to just like disposing of the body. Okay. There were no signs of massive blood loss uh, in the area where the bo- the body was found, like this mountainous area, which sort of implies that it was the body was mutilated and dismembered somewhere else and transported by car to the mountain. So based on this, you know, police analyzed the footage from highway cameras, mm-hmm. um, which uh, kind of check like those things that like scan license plates and um, uh, just can re- be reviewed in hindsight from the areas where the remains were located. They also were looking for the car that was reported to have passed down that road by her workplace, uh, based on that eyewitness description. Mm. Um, so the eyewitness actually knew the the like the model of the car. Um, it sounds like he gave some sort of description of the car. I don't know how detailed okay. uh, it was. If it was like the model or even license plate, mm. or if it was just um, you know a black car. black sedan <laughs> yeah. or something, for example. This is also, this is like a little bit weird, but the police began checking video stores, like video rental stores in the area, um, or video DVD rental stores for like rental patterns of someone who was like checking out horror movies, hoping that might lead to like a potential suspect. Why would they... Yeah, that I mean, that just like plays up on stereotypes like that. It's true. Um, good, good... I mean, now we have Netflix, and yeah. <laughs> I do it in there, but if if we hadn't had Netflix, I would be a suspect. Yeah, like, well, what would they think about hosting a true crime podcast? Yes. <laughs> lock them up, lock them up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that kind of reminds me of the otaku killer oh, yeah, cases yeah. in the Akihabara murder case, where there was this sort of backlash against... Um, but it was like against, subcultures, uh, yes, like that's otaku true. subcultures, which have nothing to do with that. Yeah, kind of like committing crimes. It's just yeah, yeah. one, one rotten person in the whole bunch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, they're even like this is even worse because they're even assuming without knowing who the person yes. is that oh, yeah, they that must... just sounds too general to yeah. be of any of they any must... actual use. Yeah, we must be obsessed with horror movies. So then we get to 2016, last year, and up until this point, there really had been no leads, no breaks in the case. So we have the body, and we have the cause of death. We have like a description of the a possible vehicle, and that's kind of it. So December 20th, um, 2016, police named a 33-year-old Yoshiharu Yano, is the prime suspect in the murder of Miyako Hiroka. So he was prosecuted on charges of murder and the mutilation of a corpse and abandonment of a corpse. He was indicted on these charges, but he will never go to prison or serve any time for them um, because Yano died in 20, uh, sorry, 2009 in a car crash. So he died in, in November, just... Uh, you know, some weeks after 
the crime. But he was indicted in 2016. 16. Yeah, posthumously. So, uh, okay. And how did they get to him? Like, what makes them think it was him? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, so the announcement brought closure to the investigation, which had gone on for seven years with very little progress. Yeah, as I mentioned, like this is indictment is like a procedural formality that permits the police to close the case. Mm-hmm. So it's just like just paperwork. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, in closure for the family, which it's important, but okay. Right. Yeah, but maybe they had already come to that point. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, so Yano. Uh, emerged as a suspect earlier that year during an investigation into people with histories of sex-related crimes. I guess he had a prior history of sex crimes. So the past summer, investigators uh, were seen asking around Yana's uh, hometown of Shimonoseki, and they were asking questions about like a particular type of plastic bag that had been used in that area, or I guess had been available, since, remember, the body parts were found in plastic bags. Oh, it says a plastic bag fragment was recovered from the victim's body, and the same type of bag had been used to distribute phone books in that area. So I guess there's like a difference between the types of bags used by area. Yeah, Makes I guess sense. the materials... And manufacturer and stuff. Yeah, okay. Forensics, yes. Yes. Yeah, at the time, it was distributed at the time of the murder. Yano lived in Masuda, which is the city next to where Hiroka lived and where she had disappeared. So he had um, proximity to the victim. The police learn have learned that around the time of the slaying, Yano drove in the area where Hiroka's body was discovered. It doesn't go into detail. I am assuming this is by the like camera mm. uh, footage that we were mentioning. He had told an acquaintance around that time that he'd done something horrible. Um, he didn't go into what it was, but you know, it said that um, he had done something very bad. Okay. So the police believe that Yano and Hiroka were not acquainted. That it was sort of a random. Um, the victimology was random. Uh, just this year, uh, they discovered, and this is sort of the smoking gun, but discovered 57 images on a digital camera and USB drive that showed what appeared to be Hiroka's corpse and a kitchen knife. According to investigators, the photos um, included one taken in the bathtub of Yano's home. So okay. it's pretty good evidence. But where did they found this digital camera? It doesn't say. I don't know if this was like in his property, hmm. you know, among his property. The images showed marks on the victim's neck consistent with the results of the autopsy, uh, which had identified the cause of death as strangulation. Yano died in the car crash, in, as I mentioned, in 2009, along with his mother, two days after Hiroka's head was found. Oh, okay. Yeah. So investigators said that it appeared that the two had deliberately taken their own lives. Mm. So, so it wasn't actually an accident. It was an accident, I like think. A it suicide. Was, yeah, vehicular suicide. The report from the accident uh, was the vehicle was driven by Yano. He'd come to a halt and white smoke was coming from the hoods. Both sides of the guardrail had been struck. The charred bodies of Yano and his mother, who was in the passenger seat, were found inside. 
So it sounds like they crashed through like kind of the guardrail off the side of the highway and kind of drove off some sort of cliff or something. But exploded or something. Yeah, got caught on fire. It was in fire. There were no signs of the wheels having slipped or the brakes having been applied. Um, so the okay, yeah. case was, I guess there were no skid marks. They just like yeah, gassed the road. and went off the side. So it was treated, it was ruled a double suicide. I wonder about the mother. Like, how do you know she was Yeah, she probably, there maybe willingly. she didn't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe they were just, she was, just, she just happened to be in the car with him for another reason. And mm-hmm. he just decided to take his life. Or maybe he confessed to the mother and then they mm-hmm. decide to do it together. I don't know. I still feel like probably the mom didn't want to die. Maybe she was trying to talk him out of it. or Maybe. maybe I don't know. Maybe she didn't I... know what was happening. It's like that Yagami family disappearance Yeah, that they just, the did. whole family just disappeared and we don't right. know. Okay. So the investigation had been... Uh, quite extensive over the seven years. A reward of up to 3 million yen had been offered. Um, The police had followed up on over 2,900 leads from the public. They'd handed out flyers around the local station and shopping center where um, uh, Miyoko had disappeared from. Also around the, the place she was working, the ice cream shop, the flyers contained the picture of Miyoko taken by a security camera after she finished work. So I guess it had like the outfit she was wearing. Like her the, uniform. Her uniform. I don't know. Do ice cream parlors have uniforms? Yeah. Haven't you been to Baskin and Robbins <laughs> or Ben and Jerry's? They do. They do? Yeah. They have like little t-shirts with the logo and usually caps. And caps. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think it was like, oh, here's what she was last seen, what she looked like when she was last seen, as well as some other photos of her and um, a map indicating her workplace and accommodation. So I guess the route Mm -hmm. she would have taken, which I didn't know you could give out the location of someone where someone lived. But yeah, I I wouldn't think um, you could. Maybe in this case... She's missing, so seems okay. yeah. I guess it, it that would help. Or maybe it was Get like a witnesses. general, like it wasn't exactly where she lived, but like the general area. Maybe like this is the route she. I don't know. It sounds like a good way taken. of getting witnesses. Like if you happen to be, in be this on this place route at this, this time, time, did you see anything? Yeah. It also included the the location where the head was found. Okay, that's green. Which is morbid, but I guess the same logic that if you were around this area, around that area, and you see someone suspicious, someone throwing stuff out of their car, or even just someone behaving strangely. So closure, in a way, that's our case, and we're sticking to it. I don't know. I wonder. um, I wonder if he wanted to kill someone, or if it was an accident. Uh, I'm pretty sure he wanted to. You think? If he didn't know her, how would... Okay, this is my theory. Because, as I told before, Mm -hmm. I used to live in one of the small roads. Mm -hmm. And people sometimes drove really fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And at night, some of the small roads... I don't know her road, but I know Mm -hmm. my road. And my road had a severe lack of streetlights. Like, some spots were really dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, And some people were driving really fast. Mm -hmm. 
So if you're distracted as mm-hmm. a pedestrian, mm-hmm. maybe you had your headphones or something, and you right. don't, you are not listening, and then this car is coming like super fast in a tiny tiny road, right? And he doesn't see you because there's no streetlights and you're wearing dark clothes. Again, I don't know if right. she was. Maybe she was wearing black clothes, but it was just dark. And he struck you. Are you thinking like a hit and run? Yes. Scenario? And then he... Um, I know for a fact that in Japan, if you get hit by a car, no yeah. matter if it's your fault, if it's the pedestrian fault, under the law, it's still the driver's fault. Yeah. I like, thought like everyone shares like some percentage really? of the I thought it was always the but, driver. But okay. Yeah. But then I can also imagine some people when they do a hit and run, mm-hmm. they run. Right. Right. That's the thing. Some other people, I can imagine them on a panic. Yeah. They pick up the body and run with and, it. Yeah. Dispose of it. And dispose of it. Now, um, this might not be the case because then why the mutilation? Yeah. Like the I mean, chopping. I mean, okay. You're trying to get rid of the body, but the extra. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure in this case, you know, I'm not saying that scenario has never happened. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's legitimate. But in this case, you know, the cause of death was strangulation. Not the... Okay. But again, maybe she didn't kill her. Yeah. But now that she... It could also happen. She just struck her. She was down. And then he was like, chance. Could just get rid of her. Like strangle her. It's not not necessarily get rid of Um... her. But like I have... Now I have a girl that cannot move or it's hurt. Mm -hmm. And I can just do whatever I want with her. Um, Although I yeah. okay maybe not. Well, now that I think about yeah. it, I guess if she was actually struck by a car, there would have been evidence of that in the autopsy. Yeah, and maybe like also on the road. Also on the road. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe he yeah. actually kidnapped like, her. I'm not sure how you explain the like 57 images on the. Well, after you grab the body <laughs> and go with it and do all the horrible things, then you get so your souvenirs. He... So you're saying like he wasn't like setting out to yeah I to don't kill think, her but yeah, in my mind, he's like an opportunist yeah it was a chance like it just oh, happened okay. like I don't think he went out looking for a girl specifically uh-huh. to to kill her uh-huh. I just think he might just happen to run across this girl either hit her on purpose or not or just kidnap yeah. her yeah. um. I don't know. I tend to... I'm not really sure I would go with, like, the accident. Mm-hmm. Like, it was all just an accident, and he, like, took advantage of it. But I could see someone, like, hitting someone to, like, demobilize them. Can you hear the dog snoring in the background? I can. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry. We're, we're back at Dina's place recording, so the dogs are around. Um, sorry for the snoring dog. He's adorable. Believe me. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that means this is a boring episode or not. <laughs> we put the dogs to sleep. <laughs> I think it's a good sign. Oh yeah, where were we? I I could see like someone hitting the victim as a way to like demobilize them, yes. and that, then you've kind of got like plausible denial like mm-hmm. against sex crimes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It seems like pretty wild. Yeah. Also, but it the could whole be thing's pretty wild because so. you did say that. She felt unsafe on her route home. Yeah. So maybe he had she had actually encountered him before. Yeah. And maybe he was harassing like. her from his car. Right. And she just wasn't comfortable anymore. And right. But that would I mean wouldn't that mean he did set out to kill her? Well, then that's that's another possibility. It right. could be completely planned, and he was like, 
he saw her a couple of times, yeah. he started harassing her, stalking her, and then he was like, "Yeah, I." Yeah, it sounds. I, like I want the, her. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a stalking thing that like escalated. Yes. Up. Um, I wonder what his previous sex crimes were. You couldn't find any of them. Uh, it just said that they. That was how I think they found him by like checking through a list mm-hmm. of, um, you know, sex offenders. Yeah, it could be anything. To be honest, yeah, you know, maybe he was a, a peeping tom, or yeah. he liked to get obscure shots from girls. Yeah, which um, yeah, not all peeping toms are like rapists. No, but almost all rapists have. Yeah, have engaged some. in like peeping tomming activities. Yeah, <laughs> peeping tomery. So that is our case. I do have a fun fact about mushroom hunting. Okay, go ahead. But in, I'm curious not, about not it. to like make light of like horrible crime, but mostly when people go hunting for mushrooms in mm-hmm. Japan, they're hunting for like matsutake mushrooms, which are like the super high end. They're like truffles in Europe, like yeah. very rare. It's extremely difficult to grow them in, like, a farm. Like, actually cultivate yeah, them. It's more cultivate of a wild them. thing. Yeah, they only grow in, like, the base of, like, red cedar trees in um, old-growth forest, which it's being, you know, cut down. Yes. So, like, the natural habitat for them is, like, pretty rare. And of course, you know, if you get them from Japan, I think I was looking, like... 2010 was like a great year for matsutake mushrooms and uh the prices plummeted to like 200 dollars per kilo it's still a was lot. like the lowest and then like another bad year when they're really rare it's like a thousand dollars oh my god kilo i do think so, truffles are still more expensive but that's a lot yeah, of money for still, some mushrooms yeah it's it's pretty outrageous i mean i'm sure they're absolutely delicious but so that's like what gets people into the forest into to try forest. to like okay. find them, um, either for themselves or to like resell. I still think it's kind of funny because they think that she was thrown from a car, so she should have been close to the highway. Yeah. Like, would you be really looking for mushrooms close to the highway? Yeah, it's true. Um, it sounds like they, this person would have probably been in the woods, but maybe they that's where they were entering or exiting mm-hmm. the woods. Okay, that's fair. maybe the head was, like, moved by animals or something. I don't know. Any kind of walking close to a highway, I think it's very dangerous. Uh-huh. I, I don't know, yeah, how close the person was, if they were, like, kind of far off, hmm. off to the side or something. Okay. Um, all right. So... Facebook group, please join us, True Crime Japan. It's a private group, so you just need to click uh, to be invited, and we'll gladly let you in. It's just a place for people to discuss more details about the cases and and chat with each other. Just hang out. And just hang out. (laughs) Um, You can email us us at uh, truecrimejapan at gmail.com. Yes, you can. And, um, And I think that's it. That's it. That's it? Okay. Well, thank you for joining us for this new episode. Um, we'll, we'll be back soon with the next one. We promise. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't want to promise and then fail, but I'm going <laughs> to promise this time because we do have... Okay. Well, I'll, I'll promise that it's an occasional podcast that, <laughs> <laughs> that does not run on a fixed schedule. <laughs> uh, it's true. But we do it with um, love. We do. And, and we don't do, you know, we... We don't take any money, believe me. 
<laughs> Believe us. We're givers. We're, we're struggling not in takers. life, but we do it because we like it, and we hope you like it. And as long as it's that way, we're gonna keep doing it, even if we take breaks once in a while. <laughs> right on. Okay. Well, thank you, and hear you soon. Bye bye. Bye.